Yeah, hold that, please. Level five, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to attend the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to attend the Channelized Bing Bingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever the mission, home or away, Enterprise helps over 120,000 people every day. With vans of all shapes and sizes, if you have a plan, Enterprise has a van. No matter if you need to rent for an hour, a day, a week or longer, Enterprise offers great rates for you or your business. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Wednesday. Wednesday already, my goodness, the weeks are flying by. And welcome to another Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily podcast with me, your host, Andy Goldstein. Uh, well, that's it, actually. It's just me, your host. There's no one else alongside me. This is my gig, hence my name above the door. And we begin this gig with callers to my show, Andy Goldstein Sports Bar, Monday to Thursday from 10pm with me, Andy Goldstein, and Jason Cundy. We're looking back at last night's game at the Amex that saw Brighton take on Manchester United. This is what you lot had to say on my show last night. Oh, this is an absolute barnstorm. A Brighton nil, Manchester United three. The move started deep inside Manchester United's half. Uh, Brighton were actually on the attack. It was headed clear and volleyed upfield, hook forward. And Fernandez at the back post, a right-footed volley for his second goal of the game. It's classic counterpunch from Manchester United. It's a throwback, dare I say it, to the glory days of Sir Alex Ferguson. It's a joy to watch them when they can express themselves as they did, uh, enjoy themselves on the pitch, work hard for each other and just uh, use the flair and creativity and the skills they've got because it's... uh, it's a team with uh, many, many good players. I think it was more the, the, the opposition, to be honest. I thought they were good. Um, I think I heard a quote from Chris Wilder saying they're the best team that they played uh, this year, and I probably would agree with that. Um, I thought the quality of their performance was very high. At the same time, we can always look to ourselves and, 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 and improve, and, we, and we'll do that. But um, I, I thought our response second half was really good, uh, even though we got sort of punished for the, for the third one early and it killed the game off. Thought our response was good though. The third goal where Brighton were attacking, I think it was Maguire won it back. Matic flicked the ball round the corner, he looked fantastic. And then it was Greenwood ran onto it, first time flicked over, and Bruno Fernandes scored. That's that's the old Manchester United. That's getting the ball, breaking away quickly and scoring. And I haven't seen a lot of that from United for a long, long time. I thought they looked great tonight. Look, you spent two hundred million pounds in your fifth. I mean, um, come on, let's get it right. Yeah, yeah but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, no, hold but on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. No, but, uh, let no, me, no, no, let me answer that, on. because that's unfair. That's unfair. Why is that unfair? unfair? <laughs> because because you're, we're spending £200 million from a team that could just about get in the top 10. It's a rebuilding process. So, yeah, we spent it's £200 right million, pounds, but, but that's, A, that's not enough, and, B, we should be spending more than that with the turnover no, but, that Manchester United generate. That's not let, a lot of let, money. Let's, let's be honest about this. If the season finished tomorrow, it's a disappointing season for United. No, I don't think it is. No, no I don't think it is. 
You're happy with it? I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not happy what did, with it. What did the, Leicester spend? What did Chelsea spend? Honestly, sorry, look, what, they're doing what well right you come, now. What, what angle are you coming I've, in what, at then? Because I, I, think, I think United, everything about United is correct and right at the moment. You disagree with yeah, that? Yeah, but, what I'm, but no, no, I don't disagree with that. But what you're saying is, I think you're patting them on the back way too early. Look, what I'm seeing right now, and I've just said to you, they look what? good, they're purring, they, they should get top four next season. Hold on, hold on. There's no guarantee... This is, There's no this guarantees is the best they've this played. Is... This is the best they've played in seven years, and I'm patting him on the back too early. How's that? No, no. You said you, sh- you think he should get the credit he deserves. Deserves yeah. for what? For what? How United have been playing? How he's turned? How he's turned around a team under Jose, no. under Moyes, under LVG looked appalling. Shackleton works it in field, and there's the full-time whistle, and the Luton players hold their arms aloft. That's a precious point for them. But Leeds United have failed to extend their lead to the gap they wanted over West Brom and Brentford at the top. It's now just a four-point gap to the Baggies. Well, let's go to Leeds fan Danny joins us. Hello, Danny. Good evening to you. Evening, guys. You're all right. Uh, well, good, very well. So, go on. I'll, it's, listen, I hate the phrase bottlers. I absolutely despise it because all football fans, it, literally, they go, oh, we're not bottlers. What was going on? Because before the game, you were a home banker on a coupon without a doubt to get all three points here. What happened? If I'm honest, I probably would disagree with that. Our issue is that we just cannot beat the lesser teams. It's, it's almost like the same scenario as last season. I think the only difference between this season and last season is we would have lost this game last season. I mean, a draw tonight, I don't really think is enough. I mean, I think we'll do it. I think we're just going to scrape it purely for the fact that this season, the teams below us are a lot worse than what we had around last season, the likes of Norwich and Sheffield United. It was a three-horse race. It just seems like we, we're slowly but surely doing it, but we at the same time, we're not really learning the lessons that we've had. I mean, I, I could have put a bet on tonight that we, that we obviously would hate to do that. You only have to look at the stats. We, you know, we had nearly 30 shots on goal, 80% possession. But it's the same every game. It, you know, every single game. We lost the card. If we had more shots, we had more possession. And the problem is, and I've said it before, and I've been on, we just don't have anyone who can score. Like Bamford, if he's the answer, I honestly hate to know what the question is because... And again, one of our record signings, it's just, I, I don't know what it is. Sometimes, you know, he'll have a really good game, but then other times he just, he just won't even seem interested. But he missed a, a glorious chance again tonight. Now, after a new study suggests there is evident bias in some football commentary relating to the skin tone of players, the PFA's Equalities Executive, Jason Lee, told Jim White and Natalie Sawyer the research backs up what he has thought for years. People shouldn't get so defensive on this subject. It's a, it's a conversation that I'm glad people are having. You know, it's something that we need to talk about. I knew to have this conversation, we would, we would need to, you know, collate that information and show some factual evidence, which yeah. is what's been done. You know, there's yeah. four leagues involved. There's 80 games being played. How big do you want the evidence to be, you know, to, to equate the fact that there's unconscious bias being shown and, and things that we're hearing to, to equate two players doing similar things in a game, but more often than not, that the negativity goes towards the black player. And the reason they're talking about skin tone as opposed to a black player or a white player is because the person who put the, the information together didn't want to use their own influence, their own bias regarding colour. So they decided to use, you know, FIFA and this and the other regarding skin tone. But the darker the skin tone, the more negativity towards that player. Now, Laura Woods was joined on the TalkSport Breakfast Show yesterday morning by the Rangers legend that is Ali McCoy-Smacker and the former England fast bowler Steve Harmson-Hammy. And this is their guest, the former Leeds striker Jermaine Beckford-Bex. No, not the original one, obviously. Talking about Leeds boss Marcello Bielsa and his obsession with the Argentine. 
he is a phenomenal, phenomenal person. Like his, his mindset, he, he doesn't look at football the same way any normal person does. You know, you mentioned he's, he's obsessed with football. He's obsessed with tactics. He's obsessed with getting it right every single, every opportunity he, he, get, he gets, you know. He doesn't leave anything to chance. He, he literally breaks down in percentages. Where are you more likely to score a goal from? What position are you more likely to score a goal from? It's not outside the box. You're, you're, uh, the percentage of opportunity that you're going to score from outside the box is less than 15% uh, or whatnot. He says when you're inside the penalty box, around about the penalty spot and to, towards the six-yard box, that's when your, your percentages go up to... 70, 80% or whatnot. So he tries to get the ball in those positions as often as he can. And you can see the frustration he has when somebody doesn't pay attention to, to what it, whatever it is he, he's, um, his point is that he gets across. You know, the substitutions at half-time, he took Patrick Bamford off, who scored. I know. You know, he's, he's, yeah. he's league top goal scorer. He's got 14 goals this season. He's got these sort of thoughts in his mind and he's... Nobody could tell him any, anything different because he's a genius. I, I'm... I'm obsessed with him being obsessed. Now, Steve Bryan, the MP and a member of the Digital, Culture, Media and Sports Select Committee, was also on the Jim White and Natalie Sawyer show. After Liverpool fans celebrated winning the title together at Anfield at the weekend, Bryan criticised the Liverpool players and naturally Simon Jordan also had to have his say. I could only quote what the mayor of Liverpool, Joe Anderson, said uh, over the weekend, that he thought the events brought Liverpool Football Club and the city of Liverpool into disrepute. And I, I very sadly agree. Now, the point I did also make to Richard is, you know, because he said that, that obviously Jurgen Klopp had made his um, open letter in the Liverpool Echo yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Condemning that behaviour. Well, yes, but, but too late, isn't it? Because that has already happened. And as I say, if you are posting pictures on Instagram, if you're jumping up and down, having a party as the players, then... You know, it's very hard for you then to criticise the fans for doing the same. You can't allow the Premier League to sit back on its laurels and suggest that this wasn't something that was inappropriate. But what precisely can the bloody Premier League do about 3,000 Liverpool fans celebrating in town squares besides saying to Jurgen Klopp, you and your lot don't celebrate? Back now to the breakfast show. This is Ali McQuist on pre-match handshakes and guard of honours when teams win the title. I didn't even like the thought and the yeah. sight of the boys shaking hands before the game. I don't like that. By all means, you've got to shake hands and have a drink after it. But, I mean, what's that shaking hands before the game? What's that all about? I remember old Firm games were walking out the tunnel and you wouldn't even look at the opposition. I mean, shake hands with them. You'd actually look the other way. But then, right after the game, you'd shake hands, you'd have a few bottles of beer in the players' lounge and, and that's the way it should be, I think. That was always the case with us. Type a bit of H&J and another Clips Rewind. Why we're not putting bits from their actual show in this podcast is beyond me. We're putting stuff that is today about 22 years old. Let's have a listen. Mike Perry now on his passion for the music of ABBA. SOS, because it was of my era and we used to drink pints of lager until we fell over listening to, uh, to SOS. Now, this is, um, I work all day, I work all night, I work all day, to pay the bills I have to pay, and it's sad. If I, if I was a rich man, no, if I had a, it's something to do with money. <laughs> it's great, isn't it? Yeah. He's, he's also, who, who, 
Who immediately hears the music of ABBA and thinks I must get falling over drunk on lager? It's not the ABBA, oh yeah, once the ABBA goes on. It does seem very strange. Not the, the immediate music that gets you doing that, is it? Uh, this is uh, Patrick Kinghorn uh, with a quiz question for Mickey Quinn. From cruise control, you're under pressure, so I'll give you a, a gettable one now. Kevin Klein, famous Hollyfield actress. Oh, yeah. Hollyfield, what Hollyfield. a great series that is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to watch Evander tonight on Channel uh, Channel 4, half past six. Exactly. Beaky once again now, looking ahead to what was coming up on TalkSport that afternoon. By the way, just this week, join the mighty Mickey Quinn and Patrick Kinghorn in for H&J all this week from uh, one o'clock. Don't forget to miss that one. Good old Beaky, he was on our side. <laughs> Don't forget to he miss was. that one. Yeah. <laughs> the money we paid Beaky to say that. <laughs> now, the Chelsea manager, Frank Lampard, has been speaking to James Savundra ahead of tonight's match at West Ham. That's live on Talk Sport. Lampard discussed how impressed he is with his squad's mentality following three different victories since the restart. He also explains to TalkSport why he feels matches have lacked quality so far. I'm happy with elements of the games we've played, uh, particularly the first two. City was obviously a very tough game and we, we certainly showed still in that game in terms of work ethic and what we needed to do on the night. Um, but that must continue. That's something that we, we must get better at to continue to add that for... I felt slightly disappointed in the performance after after Leicester, but then when you reflect on a 1-0 win with not such a great performance, then that's something that there is a positive to, of course. Um, so we need to keep working along the same lines. That, that still will only remain when we make sure we focus um, on every part of our game, particularly in a defensive um, and work ethic aspect. What have you made of the quality of the matches so far since we've come back from the restart? It feels like the first half, especially in matches, it's taken a while for the game to come to life. Yeah, I think that's been the case. I think it's a, that's a, probably a mixture of coming to terms with new surroundings and the new normal, and probably the very short pre-season that we had. It's not it's not normal. I know from being a player myself that the first one or two games of pre-season are normally filling your way in, um, and it's now it's been the first one or two games of pre-season have pretty much been starting the season again. So sharpness is not always there, and sometimes it takes players a bit of time to 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 get up to speed for those fine margins in the game, the extra bit, the, the 5% that um, makes maybe games more sharp in an attacking sense. Now, Arsenal back at the Ebros for the first time since football restarted when they host Norwich tonight. The Gunners boss, Mikel Arteta, has been speaking to Ian Abrahams ahead of the game and said that he is just focused on each game and not where they will finish the season. No, 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 of course not. Of course, that would be the complete opposite if they had a chance to get in the top four. But now, no, nah, not bothered. Honestly, just win tomorrow. Prepare the team as much uh, as well as I can. Um, go again, play better, improve our performances and, and win football matches. And, and move from there, convince them, get some momentum and see what happens in the next three or four games of the season, where we are and what we can achieve. But um, this is my mindset at the moment. In terms of Matteo Guendouzi, he's a young player at a very big, powerful football club like Arsenal. He seems to have always, or certainly recently, been in the headlines and maybe he wants to leave. Do you think he's making the most of, or has made the most of, the opportunity at the start of his career that Arsenal's given him? He's a really young player. He's still development. And uh, when you are developing, you know, the curve normally is not uh, so much straightforward. You have to have some bumps. You have to adapt to it and learn in the process about the things that you've done right and the things that you've done wrong, like any other player. 
This is Kickoff with you, Wussencroft, Danny Mills, and some big breaking news. Bayern Munich have agreed a fee of £54.8 million with Manchester City for Leroy Sane. The German is set to sign a five-year deal at the club. The Bundesliga champions will pay an initial fee of £44.7 million and a series of performance and trophy-related add-ons. What's your initial reaction? I think Pep had said Leroy Sane was on his way out the door. It's been muted for a long time, hasn't it? Um, I think we've all been expecting that sort of news. It was more a case of, of when... Uh, the fact that he's now back fit, he's had this extra three months sort of behind closed doors to, to get really, really fit. I mean, he's an exceptionally talented young player. Mm. He's got fantastic pace. Um, he's got magnificent ability. But I think he, he'll he be looking at it and opportunities would have been limited at Manchester City. And, and he never quite, Pep never quite seemed to trust him. You know, even when he came on and that first sort of breakthrough season was fantastic. Uh, but, you know, before he got injured, Pep never really gave him the opportunity to play, you know, several games in a row. So I, I think the writing was on the wall and, and probably a good move for both. And we finish as we started with the best, not the same bits, obviously it'd be silly to do that. It'd just be pointless. Although knowing some of the producers at TalkSport, that wouldn't surprise me. Anyway, producer Tom, who does this one, is a good producer, as good as they come. So I'm guessing he's putting other bits of the sports bar that you've not heard yet. Now, how often is it, how often is it that when you have Robbie Williams night on any show, he texts the presenter going, oh, please let me on, please. And you go, yeah, fine, okay. Hello, Robbie Williams, how are you? That's, that, that's actually not what happened. That, well, I've got the text here. Please let me on, I'm a big fan of the show. No, 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 I'll tell, tell you why I'm calling. I've got a gripe with you. Last night, I'm thinking to myself, all right, tomorrow I'll wake up and just before the kids come back out of school, I'll be able to watch Man United versus Brighton. And in a time of COVID, I need all the entertainment that I can get. And I was looking forward to that time. And because I'm on a different sleeping pan and a different time zone, I thought I'll record it. I won't look on the internet to see the scores, and then I'll oh, yeah. sit down and I'll just have I'll just have ninety minutes for daddy, just ninety minutes of daddy time. I wake up, I'll be watching the max on. No, but I'm going to be. Then you said third goal's amazing, they're playing great, and I thought he's double bluffing me. He's double bluffing me. He's not double bluffing me at all. He's telling me what's happened, and I then looked up the score and you've given it away, and my 90 minutes of entertainment have been taken away, and I don't oh, appreciate it. It's, it's dreadful. Dreadful. Um, dreadful I mean, Shocking. I feel bad. I feel bad because I, didn't, I, I assumed you'd be up for the kickoff, but um, get up yeah. earlier, really. Well, get up earlier. Don't, don't, don't assume anything because, you know, it makes a, an ass of you and me. We all know yeah. that. Anyway, Jason, how are you? Hello, mate. I'm good. <laughs> I'm all right. I'm I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> And today was going to be, today was going to be the day that they're going to throw it back to you. No, today was going to be the day that I was going to settle down and be excited about Man United playing really well. And today was going to be the day that I was going to give football a proper, proper chance. Obviously, the ability to do that was taken away today by you telling me to score.
Well, that's it for another podcast. Isn't it? I'll say that's it. I mean, let me tell you about some live football that's coming up, and there's lots of it. So here we go. <gasps> 6 p.m. tonight, Arsenal against Norwich. That's live and exclusive to Talk Sport. 6 p.m. tonight, Everton v Leicester. That's live and exclusive to Talk Sport 2. <gasps> 8.15, West Ham against Chelsea. Live and exclusive to Talk Sport. Wow, we, we, wah, woo, woo. What a lot of football coming up on the TalkSport Network, so make sure you tune in for some of that, if not all of it. Maybe get a couple of radios blowing off you, mate. And make sure you join me and Funboy straight after that game is finished between West Ham and Chelsea. And, of course, a final reminder. Blimey, there's lots of reminders going on. If you want to download previous podcasts or future ones, do it via Acast, Spotify, Apple Pods. That's it. That's it. I'm running out of time. The money's running out of the meter, so I've got to go. But thanks for listening. Have a great day. I'll see you at 10 o'clock tonight for another Sporksbury phone anything. Until then, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.